This is the podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to Sport On here on Money FM 89.3 and we have with us the sports podcasters from The Straits Times who have their own sports podcast called A Game of Two Halves. I'm Howie Lim and with me are sports correspondents for The Straits Times, Sazali Abdul-Aziz and David Lee, as well as assistant sports editor Rohit Rijnath. Thanks for dropping by, guys. Hi, Howie. Hi, Howie. Hey, hi. So today in the first half of the show, we're going to talk about an eventful week of football gone, both in the English Premier League and locally involving Singapore clubs. Let's talk about the big game last weekend, possibly one of the biggest games of the EPL season where Liverpool beat Manchester City 3-1 at Anfield to open up a nine-point lead over City who are their strongest title rivals. So Liverpool are now eight points clear at the top of the EPL. Does this mean it's their title to lose? Who is daring to take this one? I well, point to Rohit. <laughs> well, it's their title to win. It's not their title to lose. I think they've got to look at it in a positive way. I think the first thing is that, I mean, one of the really nice things about Liverpool, I think what exceptional athletes or exceptional teams do when they're playing well is they make a sport look easy. They make, mm. the, they make the complex look simple. And I think, you know, yesterday's second goal, for example, you know, it was like diagonal passes going right through and then Salah's header. I mean, it was just like a very complex, actually, piece of, you know, movement and passing and precision and spatial awareness. But they made it look so simple and so easy. And so, one thing is for sure, forget about anything else. Forget about the points for the moment. Just watching Liverpool at the moment is absolutely a sporting pleasure. Mm. Geom- the geometry of uh, Salah's goal was really what captured uh, Rohit's uh, imagination when he came into office <laughs> this morning. He was talking about it. I think, again, you mentioned the, the fact that City is uh, their strongest rivals for the title and and you know they, they lost four games last season City and they've already lost three this term so you know th- things don't look good for Manchester City and um, you know Liverpool are undefeated of course uh, still after 12 games but you know, in saying that, that means there's still another 26 games to mm. go. So, you know, it really depends on how they build on from here. I'm not good with the football math, but I imagine <laughs> that the math isn't coming into the equation just yet, right, David? Yeah, I, I think it's still early in the season. Mm. You know, like Sazali mentioned, 26 games to play for, 78 points. Uh, it's still too early, but you, when you look at the way Liverpool have started the season, 12 games, 11 wins, 1 draw, and, and their last win, a comprehensive 3-1 victory over the champions, Man City, it's enough to break anyone's spirit, you know, mm. especially uh, City. And the other teams must be wondering, you know, what, what can we do to, to take down uh, Liverpool? And Rohit mentioned, you know, they, they make the complex look easy. They go into games with, with that swagger, you know, that, that champions have. They are going to be tough to beat. Yeah, and sports, a big deal is mindset, right? Once you get into that, oh no, we have to chase them. Or yeah, I, be but trouble. I also think there's a, I think Klopp is going to have a big challenge because I, I think, you know, people are going to talk about pressure. He has to talk to his players about opportunity. You know, people are going to talk about the past. He has to talk about the present. I think, you know, Every coach, I mean, the coaches in sport and athletes can be excruciatingly boring because they always say the same thing, which is live in the present, you know, stay in the present. And that's really important because One game at a time, I yeah. think what has happened in the past is, of course, is material, but it has to be there irrelevant to them learned, though. in some way. And so, yeah, but you have to move on mm. and, and you can't look too far ahead. I mean, every, so I think the, the, the funny thing is, Everybody is looking at the table and I think Klopp has to tell his players actually not to look at the table. They have to just look at every single match. And they, I think there is something interesting about Klopp that he finds a joy in football and I think 
that's what you got to do you got to make it a joyous thing for your players and i think at the moment it's there and, and it's interesting also you mentioned how about mentality and and you know how mental strength comes into play you know in in a long season like like uh, the EPL i guarantee you, you ask any diehard liverpool fan now hey you know you, you guys are, are going to win the title nobody is going to tell you uh, yeah you know we're looking forward mm. to lifting the title nobody absolutely not our uh, new paper uh, editor lim hanming just came by you know we all, we were all joking with him <laughs> and he's try not to want to jinx it yeah either, and he's like right? no 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 i've i've learned so many over over the years you know i've suffered so much i'm not going to jinx this one yeah. yeah i think these guys know i think that they know that leads in sport whether you're an individual player the masters you know and you're leading uh, you know or you could be a team who's leading a season leads mean nothing and eventually in the end uh, one of the great things about sport is that they are that many teams but only so few trophies so everybody can't win them and you you wait sometimes you wait 40 years 50 years 60 years when i was researching my column today i i saw that somerset which is one of the english county cricket teams or whatever I think they 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 started playing county cricket in 1891, and they're still waiting for their first title. <laughs> oh and they've come second about five six times. So you but know, they the still is, hold true. Can you imagine to one Iceland? Day they will. Nobody would believe that Iceland, right, has never won a Winter Olympics medal, right? They're still waiting. So you know, I think you know that's part of the beauty of sport is this waiting, and you feel cursed, and you feel there's a hex <laughs> on you, and you know, you know, it's it, it just. That's part of the beauty of it. Talking about curses or maybe controversy with the VAR, the video assistant referee, as we go back to that game, Manchester City claiming they were denied a clear penalty just before Liverpool's early first goal. And then again, when Mo Salah scored their second, what do you think? Cesali, maybe David. Right. I think it, it was a penalty. You know, that the hand was in the way of, of the ball. Otherwise, the ball would have gone on to Raheem Sterling, who would have been on a one-on-one with the goalkeeper. But the thing about VAR is I, I think there should be a lot more common sense and consistency in in using technology. Uh, right now, you know the English Premier League how they use the VAR is quite different from how some of the other leagues are using it. The, the, the referees are are not you know referring to a monitor themselves. They're taking instructions from from elsewhere in England. So I, I think they they could review this. You know? mm. Why are we still here? This feels like hand of God, Diego Maradona. Back yeah, well, exactly. Years so, ago. so they're trying. To to <laughs> remove that the likelihood of a, a hand of God happening, but <laughs> in the process they they seem to be muddling uh, and messing everything up. Uh, David is right in saying that that was a, a handball um, incident. However, you, you know again, and it's about application of the rules. If you look at uh, a split second before that. The city player, you know, the ball came off his arm. Mm. So Liverpool fans will say, "Oh, it's a handball," you know, by the well. by the city mm, yeah. player. So it's immaterial whether it hit their defender's hand. So again, like like you know, David said, I think it's it's there's a lot of grey area in 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 football when it comes to application of the rules. But they have to find a way to to sort this out because you know, right now as an experiment, to some degree, yeah, as an experiment, it's it's really not working out. But you know, we were talking about leads earlier. That leads me nothing. I mean, if they've given, if they had given that penalty, City would have been then one goal up. You don't know what's going mm. to happen in mm. the match. They, they didn't the give the penalty, the and game. seconds later, Liverpool scores. Right. And you know, I mean, that's really the beauty of football. You know, and and that was the beauty of the. I thought the first forty-five minutes, you know, the match, the speed of these yeah. guys, and you know, moving back and forth. I thought it was a, a great advertisement. Uh, you know, they kept saying great advertisement for English Premier League. That's not the way I look at it. I thought it was a great advertisement for football. So we shouldn't be asking what could go wrong for Liverpool now. David said it's quite early in the season. Anything could really happen. Right. I, I think many things can go wrong when you look at many things can go right as well. 
Right, as Rohit said, let's be optimistic. <laughs> right, right, but but if the question is what could go wrong for for Liverpool, and you look at at how um, how they enter this game, you know, everything went wrong for Manchester City. Mm. You know, they had injuries. That their goalkeeper yeah. was injured. Their their left back. Yep. You know, so things can still go wrong for for Liverpool. They lost their goalkeeper to injury early on in the season. That didn't affect them too much. I think they do have strength in 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 depth in their squad. But you know, when when a couple of injuries all mount, yeah, you, you never yeah. know. I think it's a, I think these things are a domino effect. I think you know you have one or two players injured. I think you know you hit the woodwork and the ball comes out, and the other guys hit the woodwork and the ball goes in, and you know then suddenly people start talking. Oh my God, they've had two draws in a row, and then they've had a loss, and you know the pressure. Are they going to you know? Are they jinxed again? And I think that's when you know your character gets tested, and it's bound to happen. I mean, you're going to probably have a flat period, you know, maybe you know a couple of weeks you're flat, and what happens and how you respond, and that's what champions and, are. And the way they play, you know, it's such a high tempo pressing game, and they're still involved in five competitions, you know, in in the Premier League, the two domestic cups, Champions League, and the FIFA Club World Cup. You know, five competitions is going to be crazy. Comes ne- into next, play too. next month is going to be a critical month. Mm. Uh, you know that there are talks that they're going to play two two games in two days. They have to yeah. s- field two different teams. Mm. You know, I- injuries, suspensions, they, they can all come into play. So if you like the Straits Times Sport On and Game of Two Halves, you can listen live on Money FM 89.3 from 5pm every Monday. You can also subscribe to A Game of Two Halves on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify and like us and give us a rating as well. Back to the second half of our conversation now with ST Sports Podcasters. We're with Sazali Abdulaziz and David Lee as well as Assistant Sports Editor Rohit Rijnath. There was an exciting development though last week when the ASEAN Football Federation which oversees football in Southeast Asia announced that next year we'll see the revival of the ASEAN Club Championship. Maybe, David, you can take this one and tell us more. Right, so uh, the AFF, ASEAN Football Federation, uh, announced the creation of this uh, competition that will take place uh, in the second half of next year. The ASEAN uh, Club Championship, I think it will feature 12 teams from the region. They will be either domestic champions or cup winners from ASEAN countries. This will be a good competition, I, I feel, in the sense that it will uh, feature the best of Southeast Asia, the region. Right now, you know, the best from this region, like the, the champions from Thailand and, and Malaysia, namely Buriram and Chiang Rai and Johor, they, they currently play in the AFC Champions League, which is one tier higher than, than what some of the other ASEAN champions are playing in, which is the AFC Cup. So mm. this competition will allow them to play together. And uh, apparently the... Price money we're talking about is about uh, more than one million dollar US. That's quite sizable. Yeah, that's sizable, and and of course with, with this competition comes visibility for for some of uh, the, the the region's lesser known clubs, and I think it would be good that you know if this uh, competition could at- attract sponsors, publicity, and, and and coverage for for these clubs. Talking about local clubs, though, another was in the news for a less pleasant reason last week as well. Warriors FC, nine-time domestic champions and Singapore's most successful professional club, faced 107 charges for offences against the Employment Act and are now accused of owing over $350,000 in salaries to their employee, Sazali. How did it get to this stage? What will happen to Warriors? This is um, this is actually a very sad case. Uh, if mm. you, you look at it, Warriors are the most successful um, local professional uh, 
club. You know, they've, they've even played in the Asian Champions League uh, not too long ago. Uh, but, you know, things have just gone south for them in, in the last couple of years. They actually first reported on, um, you know, their financial issues uh, last October, which was 13 months ago. And this was when players were getting salaries, uh, you know, two, three weeks late. And, you know, it was affecting, you know, s- some of their... Um, morale, yeah, spending obviously. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right, morale as well, of course. Hmm. Yes, and um, you know, honestly, I, 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 the season ends in November and and begins in February. So I thought, you know, at the end of last year, they would, you know, sort it out and and you know, make sure this doesn't carry on into this season. But it has gotten worse. Um, and <laughs> you know, as as the chart sh- uh, sheets um, have described, you know, some uh, club employees um, have not been paid as far as July, which is you know, four months salary, which. Uh, which obviously you know is a huge hit hit to the individuals mm. involved and and all the players um, have not been play, paid for three months straight and despite this they they, they went on a, a, a an amazing run to the Singapore Cup final where unfortunately they lost four uh, three to Tampines but mm. yeah I mean looking looking ahead um, you know again like I said it's it's one entire season now gone and um, this time I don't think um, they will be participating in. The SPL, unless they manage to show that you know their finances are in order and all this mess is, um, you know, cleaned up before for the start of next year, and and um, we've also learned that there are uh, foreign investors, interested parties who are uh, mulling a possible takeover um, in terms of leadership of the team um, of the club, and and you know let's hope that works out. I mean, if if um, Hopefully that'll be a welcome change. Yeah, I mean they're not gonna house. they're not gonna be you know turn the Warriors into a Manchester City or Singapore or something like that. But um, certainly I think they will help um, ease some of the financial uh, issues that that the club faces. And like I said, most importantly, we have a local team. You know our players are um, you know get their their salaries and and they can move on from this. We'll have to leave it there. There goes the final whistle for our sports discussion of the week. We hope you enjoyed listening to us. I'm Howie Lim along with sports correspondents for the Straits Times, Sazali Abdul Aziz and David Lee as well as Assistant Sports Editor Rohit Bridgnath. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast at sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online.